right. Welcome back. Fit for Life, episode 11. Your hosts here, Gary Deagle, Will Shively, and Ben Lingle. Hopefully, yeah. Ben, did, <laughs> ben is back. Did you did you walk here, Ben, or did you, did you get your car fixed? <laughs> you know, yeah, I got that all squared away. Uh, you know, come back just in time for the old Thanksgiving podcast. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just phone, just car can't start. You can't go to work now. Now a lot of yeah, people, yeah. a lot of people listen are mad because they're like, "Wait a second, going to work is doing a podcast." That's mm-hmm. mm. Yeah, there's a lot. Hate, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I set this up, y'all. Like, don't, don't be mad. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna mark that on your uh, on your days off. You know, there's, <laughs> there's one of your you used up paid vacation for <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> oh. oh man. Well, you you missed out. We had a good one with with Andrew. Yeah, it seemed that way. I'm already hearing a lot of feedback about how how much people really liked him. He was down to earth, and and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm bummed I missed that one. Yeah, I mean, I think the cool thing is, like, I mean, I, it's just real, you know? Like, he's yeah. real. Like, I know Andrew. He's lost 125 pounds. He's, I've seen his abs. I've seen him. Mm-hmm. I've walked with him. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen his abs. I've <laughs> seen it. <laughs> um, you, you know, and it's just real, you know? So that's in, in people that comes through, and it's exciting for people because they realize, um, you know, most of the stuff they experience, other people experience, and what's possible. So now today we have no guest. We we need to catch up. We have a lot of good questions that we wanted to chop it up with, and we have Thanksgiving tomorrow. So we we are going to um, answer these questions and then prepare ourselves for for our favorite. So with that, what are you most looking forward to? Ooh, mean like uh... like what are we talking? Just food here? Um, well, I mean, if for some reason you, you have a special cocktail, I mean, I won't judge you for liking a cocktail better than pie, but... No, um, no, 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 never. No, I'll take food over alcohol any day of the just, week. Just one thing, because I know I can name like five things, but... Like, yeah, what's the one? That's a laundry list. Besides the Redskins game. <laughs> you're going to need... You're gonna need uh, the five things in yeah, front of you while you're, you're watching that, that game. Yeah, besides um, the four and six Redskins versus the two and eight Giants. <laughs> But hey, Costco's got this pumpkin cheesecake going on right now. Uh, pumpkin pie, cheesecake together. Did you already try it, or is it like no, you're oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm building it up. I'm building ready. it up. Okay. Yeah. I'm I absolutely building it up. Last year, or? I mean, no, no, no. This is just <laughs> something that. Yeah, Are you starting your own Ben Lingle ritual? The two came together. It. This could very well be a Ben Lingle ritual where we just yeah take the two best things, put them together, try that out. Uh, I, right. uh, yeah, I can't oh. see that going wrong. I'm right there with you. I, I enjoy, like, I, you know, because Thanksgiving is so similar to my regular yeah. nutrition, right? Like meat and turkey sweet potatoes. And potatoes. <laughs> and yeah, so, exactly. so it's like, oh, cool, I'll have some sweet potatoes, light, and turkey meat. And, but deep down, I'm, I'm waiting for that, mm. that pecan pie, you know? You guys, mm, you guys ready? Cranberry pear cobbler. Ooh. Mm. It's like gonna, number one. Like that. You know what, though? Like like I love pumpkin pie, but my mom makes cranberry pear cobbler, and it might be my favorite dessert of all time. And she only makes it like Thanksgiving and Christmas and that's it mm. so mm. it's like special treat time so I'm actually most looking forward to that I could skip everything else and just go straight for that and I'd be alright I thought you were going to drop it with the uh, just cranberry sauce and just leave oh, us with that no. like, nah, nah. who are you no yeah. sir so you know what you know what always happens to me which won't happen since we won't be like at home with family for Thanksgiving 
is, you know, you plan it out and I'm like, cool, I'm going to have like a piece of this pie, a piece of that pie. But then like grandma always makes like all the cookies, you know? Mm. So I'll always be good and pace myself pretty well and then have the pie and then and then just snack on cookies the rest. And then and then you get to that fullness where you're just like, it's painful, you know? Yeah, like, the, yeah, yeah like I made a mistake fullness. <laughs> yeah. No, so you're I'm, right though. I'm thinking not having the cookies available is going to leave me in a good spot. Here's the burning question that I think will never, ever be resolved. But in regards to turkey, white meat or dark meat? So this is where I'm at, which I, and it's funny you ask this. We, Alexis and I were looking, obviously we didn't need a whole turkey for, for just us. And I, I prefer chicken thighs, right? So I went ahead and got turkey thighs. Because but you're going here. I've been looking at them in the fridge and I still, I think I might actually prefer turkey breast though. And, and I, I don't, you know, like, I know I've had like a whole leg of turkey and that's good, but like just looking at the turkey thighs in the package, I'm starting to be like, should I have just gotten like the breast? I think I might prefer turkey breast. And when was the last time you like just cooked a turkey thigh by itself? Like never. So that's mm. your problem because it's the best part of the turkey. Okay. So, so see, I'll be able to answer this question after tomorrow is what but I'm But you got to cook it right. If you like butcher it and it's really tough, then it's going to suck. Yeah. Then, then I'll mail it my to recommendation is this because like this is one of my favorites and I know Diego he's all about turkey thighs too cut the bone out and then season both sides I use this like dope Italian seasoning that actually just tastes like Thanksgiving seasoning <laughs> and then sear it on both sides in a pan super hot and then toss it in the oven for like 15-20 minutes and it's like the most perfect thing ever mm. but like that sear is important because if you I think if you just bake it it's just not quite the same mm. So yeah. that's my recommendation okay. on a turkey thigh. We so, also got drumsticks good. too. So, you know, are, drumsticks are good, but they got all like the the tendons and stuff yeah. in them, and they're just mm. I don't know. It's like more work than it's worth. Yeah, that's not that's no good. When you any food you got to struggle like that with has is it, despite how it tastes, just loses it for me. Yep. Mm. So 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 what what about you, Ben? The yeah, breast or the thigh? I mean, I would I would actually. Probably nine times out of ten, go turkey breast. Um, you can put a lot more of that away, I feel like. But this year, I don't know. Just turkey thighs are sounding really, really good. Okay, there we go. Mm. Another convert. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and admit, should, admit defeat. You should way. try it out, man. No, I'm gonna have to. Gonna I have feel to. like okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, and you guys might think I'm crazy. I think I said this at the gym. We were talking about the other week. Turkey thighs, because like they're. You know, they got a little fat. They got a ton, you know, ton of flavor. They're like the the ribeye steak of the poultry world. Mm. Like that's that's where I'm going with it. That's how strongly mm. I feel about it. And you guys know how much I love ribeye. Yeah. Okay. So so I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna kind of expect that experience a little bit, and yeah, then let that. Yeah, that, that could be a good thing though, because if it meets that. expectations, my life. It all depends on how you cook it though. Is is changed. You guys know I'm particular about cooking my meats, so. Mm -hmm. I got my process for everything. That sounds good. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Try All it right. out. People, people let's try it out. Let's dive into uh, dive into some questions here. We got two good ones that are, I really want to dig in with, and then our man T Hartman seven five seven hit us up with our with our weekly uh, bro down questions that we gotta yeah. we gotta you slide know, in. Bro down is so fun. So bro down's always fun. So the first one is. What's the ideal number of training days in a week 
to maximize dim gains but allow for optimal recovery time. So, uh, this is gonna be one of those questions or one of those answers that like nobody wants to hear. So I'll, I'll get my take on this and then you know we can go round table. But um, I mean, I feel like the, the question answers the question itself. Like how many training days is optimal for, and how many recovery days? Well, like you wanna train, you know, as hard as you can while still being able to recover fully. So if that means like, and that's gonna differ per person, some people might be three days a week and they need that other time to recover. Um, some people might be five days a week, right? They recover really well, they sleep well, they eat well, um, you know, they have a good, good muscle mass. Um, but I would say overall, like we're talking general population, the average person, I would say like three to four days of, of like weight training or like, you know, higher intensity stuff per se. Um, and then the other days are just kind of, you know, be active, but don't stress yourself out over stuff. Yeah, it's a tough question. And really, like you said, it kind of comes down to like the old bell curve, you know, mm -hmm. like, yep. like, is, is the person 18 or 42? You know, is the person yet having proper nutrition and sleep? Like th those three things, what's your nutrition, what's your sleep, what's your age, I think play into this a lot, you know? Yep. And, and even if say six, six days is, is optimal, but you have a job and a family and you literally can't make it to the gym six days, then it's not optimal, you know? So um, it, and then there's other factors, you know, drugs, you know, are you getting any extra help, things like that. So it's different for natural people. Uh, but, but ultimately, I think a, a good safe number is three to four days a week. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, that way you'll be able to push it. You're, you're not going to get, I know I've done before where I tried to work out five or six days a week and I just get burnt out with it. Like I lose yep. the enjoyment. You know, mm -hmm. so, um, so I think three to four is, is a safe bet. You know, if you're, if you're pushing hard and, and then on your other days, which he had a second question on top of that was how many days a week should be active recovery versus basically a complete off day, sedentary recovery. Uh, what, what do you think about that, Ben? Well, I was going to, I was actually going to call you a piece of toast cause I was about to butter you up. Um, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you've been saving uh, that one. So, no, but uh, you told me something that, I mean, years ago that actually stuck with me and it kind of answers the question and it goes along with my personal experience. Um, look at, uh, like, I guess, what, Olympic runners, sprinters, uh, they go short distances, uh, but need a ton of power. So they'll get basically, um, you know, uh, point A to point B really quick, powerful. Look at how they look. They're, they're, they're huge, they're muscular, they're um, like that's their, their body type is, is always the same. Where those long distance runners, the ones who are, I mean, they're not done in 10 seconds or whatever, they, they run for a long time, they end up a little bit different body composition wise. When I train three days a week, um, I end up looking more like the sprinter, feeling more like the sprinter, where I got a lot of power real quick and then I'm, I'm done. I need a lot of active recovery. Um, you know, from that from that output. But if I'm training six days a week, the intensity has got to be down. Otherwise, I'd burn out just like you, but I actually lean out a little bit more, um, less muscle mass, and then, you know, it's tougher to, to maintain that metabolism. So that's kind of been my personal experience with, uh, you know, with how many days to train, right or wrong. Um, it really depends on what, what I was after or what I, what I felt like doing. Mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chime in one last thing just because this kind of... Uh reminded me of this if anybody knows who dorian yates is one of the uh best bodybuilders that ever lived 
even being a dude who's like roided up and and you know took a bunch of stuff he said his best results were like three to four days a week and everyone thought he was crazy for it until he showed up like the biggest dude on the stage he said he recovered way better than the you know most mm. pro bodybuilders are going to train six days a week or whatever you know maybe even seven um but yeah everyone thought he was crazy but he was the biggest dude out there so um i would say listen to that advice as well yeah and if you look at the, like the research and science of it and eric helms and all those guys who who really dig into that the the science pretty much shows like like four days a week three there's you know not a ton of reason to do more unless you're practicing a skill um yep. so you know for most natural guys and again like none of us are like super jacked and and, and, and so we might not even be the best people to ask, but if you look around at guys that are, and I know guys that are super huge and muscular, uh, but most of them, you know, four days a week seems like a, a real safe number. Uh, any more than that, like ultimately, I, I think it's diminishing returns. Yep. So, and I know for me personally, like I, 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 I like three and every now and then I'll throw a fourth day in of just uh, random stuff or like some extra arms or shoulders or lateral raises or, or whatever. Um, and yeah, that works. So, um, and then for the active recovery, uh, I think that's a lot of that's a, by feel, you know, because again, there's so many, like active recovery could be going for a walk and it could also be 45 minutes on the air bike at a heartbeat of 140, right? But obviously the continuous air bike workout is gonna be actually still a little, little tougher than the walk, right? And I think a good way to know is well, what's your gut telling you? Like, are you excited to go in and do that workout or are you dreading it? You know, if you're dreading it, you should probably take the day off completely or, or, or just go for a walk to be more sedentary. Um, you know, kind of kind of use your use your gut and, and how you feel to, to judge whether you're going to do an active recovery day or just a complete off day. Yep. Agree. But ultimately, like as many as you can, you know, if you're training in the gym hard three, four days a week, yeah, and you can do two easy active recovery days and one off day, that, you know, that, that works. So, um, you know, it, a lot of it takes time, you know, just to learn, learn your body, you know? Mm-hmm. I think too, I, I think we touched on, on this in like a previous episode, but like I know everyone likes to talk about like, oh, active recovery, like, you know, as it's some specific thing. Like, I think practicing moving as much as you can just throughout your daily life is something people should strive for rather than just like, oh, well, I have to do active recovery this day. You know, I feel like just movement in general is great active recovery. You know, you're getting Mm -hmm. the blood moving, you're you're using all your muscles. So I think that's another thing people just need to maybe think about it in a different way too. Um, Because if you're, you know, training three or four days a week pretty hard, but you're really active, like you just walk, you know, a lot or you're up and down or you're gardening or whatever, you know, you're just movement there's movement mm-hmm. in your day mm-hmm. then i feel like you don't really need to stress all right well how many active recovery days do i need you know you just kind of it's just kind of what you do so i think it's another thing people should think about is just you know just move around do what you can roll around on the floor yep. um, or if you're not a weirdo then maybe just go for a walk because mm-hmm. i know we're not the best examples <laughs> <laughs> we do some things <laughs> differently yeah, yeah. and a, a lot of it's what's the mental load like i've had this talk with ben before you know i went through a stage where you know, I did my lifting days and I was trying to maximize my conditioning by having very active aerobic cardio days and was, you know, running and doing the air bike and monitoring my heart rate to to be in the, the perfect place. And it was exhausting mentally. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, then eventually yeah. my act, 
quote unquote active recovery days was really burning me out over the long run for training in general, you know? Yep. And then when I switched to just going for a walk, it's so much more enjoyable, you know? Yeah. And yeah. for me, it's it's an actual break mentally. And, you know, that that's important too, you know? So, it, it, yep. it does go unnoticed, doesn't it? Where like the, the, the stress that we put on our bodies for working out. If you're, if you're doing this active recovery, I remember you in that stage. You were, so I mean, I. you were kind of a beast too, but like, yeah. The, uh, that that extra thing. I mean, you then you got to go to work the next day. Then you have to do the, all all that will accumulate um, and really take away from. Uh, I mean, you listening to your own body. You just kind of burn yourself to the ground um, yep. with, without taking that that little bit of break. Yeah. Your body definitely uh, adapts to what you ask it. So, um, like Will was saying, just adding adding little movements. Not even really, you know, being too particular about the type of active recovery that you're doing but if you're if you're moving um, and you're at least uh, you know uh, balancing your sedentary versus active um, you know like decisions then you know come Monday when it is gym time and you need to maybe get up a little bit more energy um, that movement on Sunday probably didn't hurt you it probably helped you the momentum is is already there your body realizes oh I'm an active person I mean, literally, because of the choices you make, it just adapts and says, you know what? I actually would rather move than sit still. Um, over time, it's, it makes a huge difference. Yep. Yeah. And two things I'll close it out with is, and this is a common thing we always say is, and then it comes down to like, well, what's your goal? You know, if your goal is health, then versus pure fitness, yeah, if it's pure fitness, like then you're you might you're gonna have to do those more active recovery days with with your heart rate at a certain amount, right? Like for your sport or for whatever reason you're trying to do this, but that doesn't mean that's the best decision for your health, you know. So, but the best decision for your health might be more sedentary days or just a walk um, for your physical and mental health. So it's again knowing that too, like is your priority health versus fitness or is it fitness versus health? So that's important. And then ultimately the the overriding thing is sleep, you know, like ultimately, like yep. if you, whether you're working out three or four days a week or five, or if you want to do more, like then your sleep should be on point and that's going to give you better results. And same thing with your recovery. Like you, you know, if your sleep is quality, um, that's, that's a lot of recovery right there. So you'll be able to push harder on your active days and, and vice versa. So get your sleep. All right, so now we'll move on to some questions we have from some of our clients at the gym, Coastal Strength and Fitness. And these are good ones. A lot of people probably deal with this. The first one is, it starts off, I'm within a couple pounds of my target weight, but still have more than a couple pounds of belly fat. I assume if I stay the course with my paleo eating habits and hit Coastal three to four times a week, the fat will gradually be replaced with better looking abs. Does that happen in the double ARP age group? I'm at my lowest weight since my preteens, but I still still feel pretty flabby in the stomach. All right, and a little back information so y'all know, uh, this lady, she's also petite, so she's short. She's down to like 116 pounds. Uh, she also went through cancer and, and all that, so she's had a lot of stress on her body. She is double ARP, so so what's that like, fifty and over, or forty five and over, or something I think it's like, like that? Fifty and over. Fifty and over. Yeah. Um, so, so, so there's that, right? So she's obviously like, yeah, doesn't have. She's at a very low body weight, and 
the answer is actually quite simple, but most people aren't going to want to hear it. And it's and those factors weighed in the fact that she is double ARP age group and has had some extreme stressful physical and mental situations. Uh, it's going to make, you know, that those are factors. So, 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 Will, what do you, what, what do you think? So, I think for for one, I think there's there's two routes, really. Um, and I, I think I want to explore each. So you have one option, which is, um, you know, continue your, your nutrition how you are now, um, but have your focus just stay on the strength training and then drop anything high intensity whatsoever. So like no conditioning, you do your strength training. So probably like three days of strength training and you walk. And then that way, you know, you're not getting burned out and you can still keep losing weight because Really, the reality is this person will have to just drop calories a little more, and that's just where they're at. So if you're dropping calories, then you know doing all that high-intensity stuff um, isn't going to help you. It'll probably hurt you. Um, yeah, because it's just going to drive your appetite up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you're, you're placing more demand on your body, um, but you know expecting it to, to give something away as well. So, so um, that's, that's the short-term. That's a good short-term answer. Exactly. Yeah. So that's for the short-term. Long-term my my recommendation would be this is switch your gears a little bit okay because for one like losing weight stressful period it's great it's a good healthy endeavor i think if you are overweight but the fact of the matter is it's stressful to your body no matter what no matter how great you feel it's still like um yeah it's, it's just stressful so what i would say is switching your focus from fat loss to trying to build a little more muscle or you know just get stronger in general so not you know not necessarily like putting on a ton of weight but you know upping your calories maybe a little bit and then having your focus and even you know i would recommend on this um probably taking away the high intensity stuff a little bit and having your whole focus be on building doing well your strength workouts yeah. build some muscle um and then making sure you recover really well because you know being in the double arp group um you know, like you just as you get older, your recover recovery takes a little bit longer, um, and that's just you know that's a fact of life. But if you can you know add some more muscle, then you know after you're done with that, so maybe a couple months, it could be three months, could be six months of really just trying to get strong and put on a little muscle. You know, your your metabolic furnace because of all that muscle is going to be burning a lot hotter, and it's going to be a lot easier for you to get leaner, um, and still you know be able to eat enough food and eventually you know start cutting down that belly fat too yeah so yeah we see that we see this all the time we've even talked about it how i mean no one wants to hear this but actually most people especially if you did not like work out when you were younger or play sports you're actually better off not losing a ton of weight in the beginning and focusing on building muscle mm -hmm. like that's going to help you in the long run um because having that muscle is just I mean, it's ideal. It's the way, like you said, you'll have a higher metabolic rate. Uh, you'll, you'll look a lot better when you do get down. You know, a lot of times people think, I want to get down to this weight. And then they get there and they don't maybe look how they want to look, which is exactly what happened in this scenario. And the only answer to that is you need, to, you need more muscle. You need to change your body composition more, mm -hmm. uh, which means building some muscle, uh, which is a long, slow process. You know, like yep. you, you really would need to go into that mindset for a year. Yep. And then two, I think a good comparison, like like you said, like my first situation was a short term, okay? 
And then um, building muscle is more of a, a long-term solution. I think a lot of people get um, a little bit like shoehorned into thinking I need to just like burn calories to lose weight. And, you know, the more exercise I do, the more calories I burn, etc. Um, it's a losing game right there. It is. Yeah. And you know what? Like you can, you can definitely lose weight like that. I'm not saying you can't. However... A lot of times what happens is you get to a point where you're like, damn, like I hit my goal weight and I just don't look how I want. And it's because maybe you lost some muscle or you didn't gain any muscle in the process. You feel like garbage. Yeah. And yeah. so, so, so really, yeah, the alternative is like put on that muscle and just have it be a, a long game because that's what this is. You know, we're not doing, you know, training and eating well so that I can look good tomorrow. Like we want to train and eat well so that you know when we're 80 years old like we're still kicking it and playing ultimate frisbee or whatever playing with your great grandkids um so just shifting that mindset like you know what? over the next year i'm just going to get strong and you know what the reason i'm doing this is so i can build some muscle and then you know what i'll probably be even leaner next time i diet down yeah and that's what would happen you would say go and you would focus on that and yet you might gain 10 pounds in, you know in the next year and but then and then you shift your focus and diet back down and get back down to 116. And next thing you know, you look way different than a year before when you were at 116. You know, yeah, the stomach's tighter and stuff. And, and like that's, yeah, like that would be the plan. And, and ben, Ben's kind of a more recent example. Like, you know, Ben, when you started out as a client at Coastal, you, you were kind of like that skinny fat, right? Like you never really worked oh, yeah. out before. Like the only sport you played was Frisbee golf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you kind of had like the little flabby, midsection yeah. and, and skinny arms and but your focus when you first joined was you were just doing the workout and just eating and uh, you yeah. and you gained weight right like 20 pounds well, well actually i mean uh, like numbers wise i was i was at 155 um when i started i got up to 190 so i actually i mean and that was i ate everything in sight um yeah. but, and, but but in the process of of building muscle so i may have even gained fat gained muscle i gained all of that um, as, as I went, but as I cleaned up my eating, um, I actually dropped, you know, I dropped 15 pounds. Um, yeah. And then you, and then you're jacked and ripped. And, and the thing is, if you didn't have that initial stage and you just started dieting right from the beginning, oh like gosh, you man. would not, and you would not have ended up, you may have quote, you may have lost weight and got that short term satisfaction and th- been thinking, Oh, I'm losing weight, but you would not have ended up long-term where you are now, you know? No way. So, not even close. Yeah. Yeah. Now the fact, a major factor in this is that people have to understand is you are a, a, a guy in your mid twenties, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. so, so your process was like, that's almost best case scenario. Right. So oh, then yeah, when you're talking yeah. about a, a woman, you know, past 50 and who has had a lot of, you know, going through the cancer and all that, like yeah. you just, ha- you just have to understand how much more difficult it's going to be you know but the the path is the same like that's what you want to do i mean the 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 losing calorie game where you where you're like oh i burned 450 calories this workout so i can go have a cupcake or you know um that that whole game it it really does always end in that burnout Mm -hmm. and that not feeling very good at all the i mean the best the number one thing that burns calories is your body resting trying to feed the muscle that you have Mm -hmm. the lean Mm -hmm. body mass that you have so so you spending time building that, cultivating it, and doing it in such a way that's fun, keeps your interest, that you're not always tired or always hungry or always this or that, but, but, but just fostering that lean body mass. You're, you're in the long run, you're setting yourself up for the most 
you know, quote unquote calorie burn that you could ever that you could ever have. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And that's what all those diet programs, all those workout, all the super, you know, hit workouts, that's what they all miss the boat on is yep. that having more muscle is the true like game winning play. Yep. Because you know what? Like and you can look at you know people that do like figure and actually I think there's more effects women that do like figure competitions and stuff like they diet down so yeah and they keep then they and then they you know go back to normal and then they diet down and then like you, for the most part the traditional way people do it you know it's just like calorie restriction you know overload with cardio and what happens is the the amount of calories you have to drop to to get to your goal weight for your competition or whatever usually will keep getting lower so maybe you get down to 1200 for your first one and you're just maintaining 1200 and that's what it takes to get you your leanest well next year that you do it because your body like adapts it might be 1100 yeah and that's because you lose muscle it might might be a thousand yeah you're losing muscle and your body is just like your body will adapt it adapts to that low amount of calories um and so rather than and then you basically dig yourself into a hole and you have to reverse diet your way out uh, which is basically just you know trying to slowly eat more and more and more and more you know until you you get that calorie number up high and that's really you know it's a crappy process so rather than do that you know you know build up your muscle as much as you can so that your body's demanding all that fuel and then when you are dieting down like you're not having to eat 900 calories mm, in order yeah. to lose weight yeah. you know you're at a more comfortable you know, more manageable food amount. Yep. And that actually leads perfectly into another great question we had, which is along the same lines and really similar. Uh, with, with recent success, I'm having a hard time with the thought of reaching a plateau when there are still strides to be made. Any thoughts on being comfortable with your body taking a, a pause? How long do people typically stay in this state and do you break out of it and continue to progress? Now, and again, you can, you can almost hear it in the question. Like the biggest issue is that this person, and, and what most people is, people are very uncomfortable with like not, when they're not losing weight or not feeling like they have some kind of needle to move, you know? And yeah. um, in this situation, it's the exact same. It's like you, you have to plateau, that's, but that's a chance for you, for you to rest, maybe to build some muscle, to, to eat more food and not be starving all the time, to take a break. And mm-hmm. it's essential, you know? Like, it, it's like, I wish, uh, you know, we could pull up some, like a little chart for people to see and like, you know, with like a, a little arrow going down and then a little plateau, but then another arrow going down and then maybe up a little and then eventually down. You know, over time you'll get to where you want, but it's just not going to happen in a linear fashion. Like no one has a straight, um, you know, completely down arrow. And if they do, those are the ones who rebound up and eventually end up gaining it all back. You know, the whole biggest loser effect. So um, because and that's because you just also lost a ton of muscle because you went so hard and and just had a horrible rebound. So you know, you just have to get comfortable with the process. You, you know. Yep. And then remembering too, so uh, people get so focused on, like I th- the question kind of reflects this, um, on the fact that you always have to be losing weight. Like you're, the, the goal of everybody should be to get to a place where they're comfortable, they're healthy, and they feel good, right? That should be the goal. And I think a lot of people get stuck in that I should always be losing weight 
phase rather than having their goal be I want to get to this you know a point where I feel good I feel strong I feel healthy I feel confident and like as a goal to maintain that you know rather than always like oh I have to always be getting leaner and leaner and leaner and leaner and leaner and if that's your goal then you will never ever ever be satisfied yeah you know like the goal should be maintenance you should be able to find a place that you can you know kind of stay around for your whole life rather than always chasing that carrot of losing weight when that kind of leads down you know a rabbit hole of itself and you're going to eventually have to have to face which what you're trying to avoid you know like Mm -hmm. you're trying to avoid dealing with quote-unquote plateauing maintenance but ultimately like okay well you say you do eventually get to that place um where you want to be well okay well then you're going to have to deal with mentally staying the same and for the rest of your life you know like for decades of, of maintenance like so you might as well address it when it first happens and be okay with it yeah I agree you know? I think it's hard for people though because it it, it literally it, it's less of a um, tangible goal in terms of like yeah when you're losing weight you can see the scale moving things fit better but when you're in maintenance there's no I mean I used it before but there's no carrot to chase you know, yeah. it, it's just so it's it's a lot harder for people. Um, and I think that, you know, people it's almost like comfort. They find that comfort in losing weight. You know, that process is still going. And so they're happy. Um, and then when they don't have that, eventually, you know, they're scared. You know, what well, what if I'm not happy? And um, I think it's just uncomfortable for people. Yeah. And, and you have to do it for you ultimately like I remember when I first started working out and I was you know scrawny little little punk and you know someone will say oh like they'll see your biceps poking through and you oh you are have you been working out like it, you know it's looking good and it's the same thing you know you're losing weight in the beginning you lose 20 pounds everyone notices pat on the back I wish I could do that and it, it's it's all that right like world people get really attached to all that and then yeah when you plateau like you don't, you know, people don't notice as much, or say then you become the lean, fit person, and that's what's expected of you. Um, it's, it's a lot. It's tough to deal with, you know. So I, I want people to understand that too. We're not saying like you shouldn't feel this way. Like you 100% should feel this way. Like we've, we've yep. all been there. Um, but what we're trying to say is, at some point, you have to address that the to, that you're okay with these feelings, you know. Um, so. And again, like circling back around to the question in the last part is how, how long till you continue to pro- progress, you know? And really, it's just different for everyone. It depends on, well, are you three, you know, a few pounds away or, or um, still got a 20 pounds? It, it ultimately just comes down to addressing something in your nutrition or your sleep um, and, then, and then moving forward from there. But again, sometimes a break is needed. Um, so yeah, that's what the that's why having a coach is great because mm-hmm. essentially you should just lay lay it all on them. And if you listen to our last episode of Andrew, the key in that is like the coach has no bias. Like they're not feeling these things. They're gonna they, they have one hundred percent invested interest in you succeeding. You know, so like they're gonna tell you what what they think is the best thing for you to do to succeed. You know, whereas you're going through all these mental barriers and emotions and and. Um, yeah, that's that's like you don't want to uh, make decisions based on those things, you know. So that's why it's great to have a coach to to help you make make a decision. 
Yep. Because, I mean, a coach is going to tell you, and it's not always the easiest thing to hear, but they're going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And, you know, that's tough, but it's just, you know, that's what any coach is paid for. You know, like if we just told people what they wanted to hear, then, you know, it's not worth any money. So, yeah, remembering that too. You know, it's not always comfortable when when you're making change. Yep. What what about you, Ben? No, I mean, that's, yeah, I kind of, you guys kind of nailed it. Um, I mean, really, really nothing to add on this end, actually. (laughs) Kind of like when... uh, I saw you saw you in Austin and you know said you're looking a little too monkish. You're looking a little too movement, a little you skewed too far on the movement chain. You need to you need to start eating and lifting. And uh, and then I saw a picture of you recently. Someone posted in the mm. gym and, and you got the biceps popping off. You know, actually, yeah, I, I, I will say I will say that. Yeah, it actually, uh, it, like you said, you zoom in on on one of those charts where you see like over six months I've lost X amount of weight. Zoom in on that. Um, you know, week to week, and you're going to see this huge up and down. And I was actually talking to somebody about it today. That up and down is, that's real life. Nothing in life is stable. St- like stability or like the, the linear, it's, it's an illusion if you see it that way. You zoom in, you're going to see the ups and downs. You're going to see sometimes where you could just eat like eat an elephant and you could eat a horse. You know what I mean? Like it, it, nothing ever satisfies and you still you still lose. Other times you had one cupcake and you are over the top. You're, the scale, the way you feel in your body is showing, you know, all these this negative, like I'm moving in the wrong direction. Really embracing the up and down instead. Um, embracing the fact that sometimes you're just not training as intensely and you're, you're, um, your body is just holding on to weight it seems like making those adjustments and then just just be patient wait because you will be on the upswing again it it, it will always be up and down um, so yeah I mean for, for that you know that few months there really on that movement train really no stress on the body is what it turned into and yeah I lost uh, I lost a decent amount of weight I was down to like 167 I think and it was just it's the lightest I've been in a long time um, got back started I started I actually changed from six days a week to three days a week and um, yeah, plumped right back up. Nice, nice ten pounds on, and, and you can see it. Um, it. It's it's a part of the it's a part of the ebb and flow. Um, that that even even the uh, appearance of plateau, it's it's just an appearance. You're you're at a crest of the wave of an up or a down. Usually is what that plateau is. Be patient. Love what you do, and then watch as your body yeah. ebbs and flows out of it. Follow it. It's actually it's actually pretty fun to feel. And you know you gain weight, you feel big, and then you you go back down. Um, and enjoy enjoy it though for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've uh, experienced it. You know, I've similar to Ben started out like that uh, skinny, scrawny, and you know went from like one thirty to to eventually up to one eighty, and then uh, settled around like the one sixties. And now you know my weight will fluctuate like eight pounds. Um, and you know, when I was at 180, I was, you know, a little softer and, and it was a lot of work to, to like, to be at that weight, like the amount of food I had to eat, which I know a lot of people don't want to hear, but, um, and I just didn't feel as athletic, you know, so it's, but that's all part of the journey and there's days where you feel fatter and all that. And, um, you know, but, but it's just learning that and then trusting the process at the end of the day, like you're, if you're committed to, Hey, I'm going to be active, I'm going to work out X amount of days a week and walk and eat healthy and and be conscious of what I'm eating. Like you're going to end up in a good place, you know? Um, 
and it may it, sometimes it's not visually or weight wise sometimes it's not exactly your goal weight but if you find a balance in life that you enjoy what exactly are you doing wrong you know like what's what's exactly the problem you you you're as active as you want to be you make food choices uh, you know in the way that's that you believe is healthy and when you arrive there let your body do what it wants to do you know let, let it let it manifest in, in such a way with this body fat percentage and this number on the scale it ends up being a lot happier. And, and if you want to make a tweet, you can make a tweet. Yep. Uh, so it's that's exactly what Andrew talked about in, in episode uh, 10 was he even did a, a physique competition, got as lean and as ripped as possible, and just um, it was too too hard on his lifestyle, you know? And then he realized, and then mentally he was still the same, you know, overweight guy. It didn't change that much. Um, until he then realized, hey, like I can relax a little for my lifestyle. Yeah, I might I might not have as sharp of abs or, or be whatever weight, but I can enjoy life more. And and, yeah. and he found that balance, you know. And the th- and and he also mentioned, like you just said, but that doesn't mean you can't go back to, hey, maybe summer's coming up. I'm gonna tighten things up a little and True. and and be there for a couple months and then relax and and um, you know, like almost give yourself. Uh, a range of like you know eight pounds or so where it's okay to fluctuate between you know it makes it fun it does it should be fun yep. <laughs> no, it yep. should. let me interject it should be <laughs> enjoyable <laughs> a yeah. big stress fest Dude. which it turns into for a lot of people oh it's i know for you it's not, if you're not enjoying it then it is not worth it period true whatever you're doing yeah yeah you know yep. so just know that yeah uh, and i know for a fact like people most people would not enjoy the way I live to, to be, a, you know, I like to be like a single digit body fat. And then there's a lot that I, I would not feel like most people would be like, I don't want to not drink, uh, but a couple times a year and do this stuff and that stuff. And I don't blame them, you know? So, so it's like, it's okay. Not that's what you may find. Like your extreme goal, your ending place where you want to be might not actually even really end up being where you want to be, you know? So like, like Ben said, it's fun to learn that and figure that out for yourself. And, and ultimately, if you're just doing, if you're like working on this lifestyle and you're going to be fit for life, like you'll end up in a good, in a good, healthy place. And then it's just the fun of figuring out, well, hey, what, where do I feel best at? Where do I look best at? What works for my lifestyle? And, you know, it's all in a way a game. Yeah, true. true. That game. So with, with that said, I'll be gaining about four pounds tomorrow. Mm. That's it, just four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, you don't have grandmas. Totally you don't shit. have grandmas' yeah. cakes. And yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. is the problem. Uh-huh. But we do have a whole. So we'll have a whole pecan pie. But you know what? Alexis brought a pumpkin pie home from school, like a whole pumpkin pie. You know, you know how that goes. Like people, you know, everyone brings the same thing, and yeah. uh, so she brought a whole pumpkin pie home, and I ate it all. And over the course of, like, I I want to say three nights, so I sound like. A little less savage, Did you but, just finish but it, it up. It was, it was, <laughs> it was two, it was two nights. It was two nights. It was two yeah, nights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, it again <laughs> just goes to show, like uh, we talked about this before, like your environment. Like, dude, I know if I had like whatever, like whatever would come in my house, like I would eat in that course of the week or whatever, Agreed. you know. Agreed. So it's really, <laughs> dude. The best tip is just like controlling your environment, you know. Like if I had a pumpkin pie every week, like if we bought one and it came home, like. <laughs> I would eat a pumpkin pie every week. Like, there's no <laughs> doubt in my mind. Like, I like I don't even see the point of trying to sit there and be like, oh, you shouldn't have that pumpkin pie and, like, try to f- not have it. You know, like, that's just too much work and effort. Like, it's stressful. Whereas, like, the pumpkin pie is not in the house. Like, I, just, I don't even think about it, you know? So, 
But it's okay to have the pumpkin pie from time to time. So, it is, especially on Thanksgiving when you're yeah. with your family. If you have two pumpkin pies a year, that's fine. If you have 52 pumpkin pies a year. We might need to talk. Then Are you single? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but then it's funny how that works, right? Like when you're when you're single, like you normally want to like be at your best, you know? You're you're like trying to get back at the X or and or like look look your best for whoever's next. And then once you get in a relationship, it's like everything goes goes to the wayside, you Just know? Straight to dad bods. Pumpkin pie for life. Pumpkin pie every week. A pumpkin pie bod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, do you have to have ice cream with your pie? I don't have nothing with my pie. Nah, you know Just what, man? I'll take it. I won't say no, but... I, I'm not a big fan. I'll eat it. I'm not saying I don't like it, but like ice cream with any dessert just makes it not as good. Mm. Dude, like a like scoop with, of vanilla ice cream with, with pie? Like, Nah, I'd rather just eat the chili. pie. Oh, okay. Uh, like, okay. I would rather have two slices of pie than a scoop of ice cream and one slice of pie. Oh, okay. I'm there. Or like a hot brownie with a piece of ice cream. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Just give me two. Just give me two. Well, that's a, like a sundae, yeah. Yeah, I'm just not Brownie an ice cream Sunday. guy. I know you guys, and especially Gary loves ice cream. I dude, I could never eat it again for the rest of my life and, and be completely cool. Mm-hmm. That hurts. It's just I don't want to say that about anything. Like there are some things though where I'm like, damn, like I know I would have trouble if you told me I couldn't ever have so it again. Final. But it's not ice cream. Mm. So final. That is final, man. Like now that you think about it, that is. That's a lot to ask. <laughs> I'm too young. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, we'll get we'll get that leaves everyone something to think about. Yeah. What, what could you uh, mm. you know? And it, side note, that's another whole episode. I think a lot of people think when they start, you know, a healthy lifestyle that they have to give up all these certain things forever. You know, which isn't the case. You don't have to give anything up forever. So that is something to keep in mind. All right, guys. So let's let's close it out. We have. Uh, some guests lined up for the next few episodes, so that should yeah. be fun. As always, the cast is brought to you by Coastal Strength and Fitness, mm. our gym in Newport News, Virginia, yep. Virginia, we and Virginia. Uh, yeah. So if you, you check out the uh, the website, we have the links to our coaching if you're interested, or a place to submit questions, all that fun stuff. Um, and we will we'll be hitting you guys up here. Here in a few weeks, every week, and if you want more, then leave us reviews. The more iTunes reviews we get, it helps us out and will make us uh, want to do this more often. Yep. Mm. Um, Ben's song of the week. We I, didn't yeah, get I one got one. Week. I got one. Yeah, don't get out of the game. See, my habit. You threw me out of the habit. It's, I know. It's, it's we it's we poured one out for Ben last week and did not. Did you do one? We did not do one. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, okay. I thought about it, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. We, just, we yeah. just missed you too much. I, I yeah. Okay, well, no, and I've had two weeks to marinate over this. Uh I've been I've been I've been going all over the place, but it's uh it's Death Cab for Q today. Um we're gonna go back uh a few years. Hmm. Um and we got ourselves a song called Crooked Teeth. Mm. It's a, it's a little more summary, but uh just just take it in. Take it in. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anything from this time frame for Death Cab for Cutie, you will not be disappointed at all. You can this album, the album before, album after. It's got this sound. 
you can just play song after song after song, listen to the whole thing um, in the background, or dive deep into the lyrics. Mm. Oh, we're gonna dive deep. No, dive as deep as you want. This was one of their radio songs, right? Was this? Uh, this is a pretty you know, mainstream song. There's so many. There were so many. Like as far as uh, like that would show like pop up on a radio station, then it would disappear. Um, they had so many. This was when they were on the radio the most, though. During their Plans album, they were on. They had a bunch of singles from Plans uh, that uh, that made it on there. But um, yeah, yeah, that's a good mm. one. How many? How many uh, pounds is? I'm looking at this picture here. Change the subject of, of you spotting spotting Alan Dawkins. Mm, yeah, what, what, what's he throwing up there? Oh, what did he hit on today? His dumbbell press. It was uh, it was actually freaking awesome. This is 4:30 a.m. Boys and girls. All right, so so just so you know context, he walks in a little bit tired. Um, we're doing incline dumbbell press, so it's something that we put on our, our whiteboards to kind of document our progress and to shoot for it. He hit. Oh, he's gonna yell at me if I get this wrong. Let me think here. Um, I believe it was 85 pounds. Yes, it was 85 pounds. He had nice. five, He only hit five reps last time. He came in a little tired. Um, we, you know, we built up to it, and then dude almost hits 11 reps. He hit 10 reps. It almost oh, hits damn. 11. Just he just kept going, rep after rep. Looked good. I was, you know, okay. When's he gonna get close to failure? He just kept pushing. Nice. Um, and then Kim, you see Kim's little cheerleader. Yeah, yeah this is good. this Look is four thirty in the morning. How are you? Oh man, I love those guys. Of, bunch crazy. of lunatics. Oh, crazy. Mm. I fit for life, listeners. We're out. Mm. Later. Mwah.